Drew and Dan Podcast Network. The following is brought to you by the Expatriate Breakfast Burrito. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast Experience. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. Hey everybody out there in podcast land. Welcome to the Drew and Dan Podcast. I'm Dan. That's Drew. Welcome to the the uh, preferred podcast of the Philadelphia Phillies bullpen. That's what I've heard. People yep. are talking. Uh, we talk Bachelorette. We talk NBA. And today we actually have some special guests with us, Dan. Yes. No strangers to the pod. We have our wives, Josie Self and Jody Martin. Hello, Josie and Jody. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So the the wives are on. The wives have been watching. The wives have been listening to the podcast. I think Jody, have you been listening? Jody. Yeah, uh, no, I listen. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Of course, of course. All right, I listen. And, I know okay. Jesse listens. All right, all right. We got. He makes so, me listen. He no. watches. <laughs> That's not what Oh, <laughs> uh, so this is going to be amazing. Uh, Dan and I have spent the last couple of weeks just spilling our thoughts into yeah. the podcast universe. And now um, our wives are here for a swift rebuke, for a correction uh, to mm. put us in put us in our place. Isn't that right? Yeah. You know, though, I, I got to say, I feel like every season, Josie and I usually disagree on a couple of things. There's always guys we have a different read on, but I feel like right now we feel generally the same about everything in the show. Would you say that's true? Yeah. I think by the nature of like, there's just no guys, there's not enough people for (laughs) us to even have a disagreement. Mm -hmm. That's, that's interesting. I haven't actually thought about it in those terms, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So unpack that a little bit. Like what you say, like, it just seem like there's not enough because it's kind of divided in half right off the bat. Or well, I think it, just, when it started, kind of well, when it started, it was like, man, this is the most guys we've ever had. But what I feel like I wasn't thinking about is that it's essentially half of that because half of them are going to go for Rachel. Half of them are going to go for mm-hmm. Gabby or yeah, like 80% of them are going to go for Gabby and 20% are going <laughs> to go for Rachel. But you know what yeah. I mean? Like, well, like, it, to shed a little light on, quote, the most guys we've ever had, it is one more than gets cast for a normal season. <laughs> so I don't know if we could really not, say the so most. So not untrue, but not untrue by <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, that's, Technically. That's been, that's been the case for the number of guys total, plus they're like the largest group date. But I think the other group date was like 18 or something like that. And this yeah. one was a 19 on two. <laughs> Yeah. yeah yeah so it's it's that piece but then also like so it's split in half but then because which i'm assuming we'll get into this at a later time but because rachel lost three roses at the rose ceremony she only has six guys <laughs> but i think she has i think all oh, oh go ahead more than that, i think oh does she i'm trying to think i don't she know with one extra because mm-hmm. Gabby didn't give her rose out, but mm-hmm. I feel like all of Rachel's guys are better than all of Gabby's guys, except for uh, what's his name, Nate. The, 
Yeah. But is that the, anyways, is that, the, what, is that the last guy? Is that the last guy she picked who looks like Joel Osteen? No, no. <laughs> that's a guy who told Gabby she was yeah. rough around that's the edges. Hades. Yeah. Yeah. Joel Osteen. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so that was my take. The, our take, our take. It was hey. our take. Uh, <laughs> I'm so, mistake. All right, here's the, all right. So we could just dive into this, but you know, before we get into the actual, uh, like the details of the episode, going line by line, uh, Josie, as a as a therapist, as somebody in the counseling space, I, I'm also interested in your take on this. Jody and I talked about it a little bit, um, but. I, so I feel like, I mean, do I owe Rachel an apology? Like for the last two episodes, I've just been saying, wow, she's, you know, she's a mess. Um, you know, she's the red flag, but is Gabby the red flag? Is Gabby the one who's actually more unhinged than Rachel? And we just got a glimpse of it for the first time uh, in this past episode. That's a good question. So, yeah, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts on this and I don't know how deep we want to go into this. I think if we were to say Gabby's mom is probably the red flag, actually, out of everybody involved in the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, how much? I feel like I told you a lot of my thoughts about this last <laughs> night, and I don't know how much is appropriate well, for the space that we have right I now. I think that the bottom line is like, it's really clear that no one thought this through at all. <laughs> yes, <they laughs> absolutely. Both Rachel and Gabby are like, they're just putting a really hard spot. Like neither. I, I know it seems last episode, like Rachel got the shorter end of the stick, but Gabby arguably like during her, they weren't one-on-ones there or whatever on the group day when she was talking to guys one-on-one that sucked when that one dude was like, even if you were the only one here, I would still like leave, you know? So both of them have been like part of the draw for past. I was thinking of Becca Kufrin season where Mm -hmm. like part of the draw was Ari broke up with her in like a really horrific way in front of the world. And then her being the bachelorette was like, but now she gets to be the one in like the center of the tension and she gets to control the narrative and she gets to do this and that where they were painting this picture that was like Rachel and Gabby had their hearts broken by a guy that everyone in America hated and their best friends and they'll get to do it together. And Mm -hmm. like, that's what it's going to be like. But actually what it did is it empowered all these, I'm sorry for the families out there, all these D bags who like now think that like they have all the power. Do you guys know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It it equalized all the power. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the issue we're running into with Gabby and Rachel is like, it's a, like, obviously very different experiences in their lives. Also, Gabby's, you know, at least six years older, which changes things a little bit. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, Gabby's Rachel? 31, Gabby's, tw- or Gabby's 31, Rachel's 26. Um, huh. But I feel like Rachel's view of the world based on like, we're not going to go into like attachment, like science, but like we her could. view of the world is we, <laughs> we, that's a whole different podcast. That's my, <laughs> that's my own podcast. I'll do a plug for later. Uh, is her view of the world is generally things work out and things happen that are a bummer, but it's not like rocking the core of who she is. Right. Where it's like, generally I can believe the best in situations and there's things that are awkward that happen. Right. Like she said, that's so embarrassing. I just got rejected by three people. Like 
Yeah, that what, objectively what them, that like was <laughs> one of those three was meatball. One of those three was meatball. I got rejected by three people and one of them goes by meatball. <laughs> yeah. Like that's pretty that's pretty embarrassing. But then the difference is with Gabby, her experience is that generally things don't work out. And the people I want to be close with don't want to be close with me. So there's like this push-pull, right? Where it's like, I want to put myself out there. I want to have this relationship. Yet I can't trust because not a single person has been trustworthy. And so then she's at dinner with this guy. And they should just be having a normal conversation, right? If that's Rachel, she's telling me about your family. Oh, this is so cool. This is what my parents are like. But for Gabby, it's like this whole internal like implosion because it's going like I'm moving towards this person, wow. but people are not safe. So they're like, and mm. we saw the whole play out. Like it was, well, it was yeah, a disaster. You're right. She she literally said, I'm not worthy to be the bachelorette. It's like, what? It's like. Okay, my mind is blown by this take. That was amazing. Is this the best Bachelorette pod in the world based on that alone? I mean, did did I just get my PhD like by listening to this? This is amazing. (laughs) Uh, I mean, so when Gabby is talking and saying things like, you know, I'm not worthy. And she's, I mean, she's at one point, she said, am I too broken to be loved by anyone? Like am I too saying saying stuff like that? And it's like, the producers put that in, you know, the producers are loving it. It's incredibly dramatic thing to say, but you know, it, 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 it's, we talked about it a little bit last week, Dan, it, it still just kind of reveals the cracks in the show and the flaws in the show at a philosophical basis, because the truth is Gabby shouldn't be in this role that no. right now, right? She shouldn't be yeah. not just on the bachelorette. She probably shouldn't be pursued. Like, I mean, is she flawed? Yes. Are we all flawed? Yes. Do we all have issues in our life? Yes. Do we all go through stuff? Yes. And I know I don't want to use the word trauma, Josie misuse the word trauma. So correct me if that's not the right word, because I don't know, but like, you know, people, she has something in her past that is obviously not healed. Right. And not, and it's, it's, fresh and it's she's living out of that wounding and now she's in this environment where it forces you to get as close to people as quickly as possible and share your innermost intimate thoughts and feelings with them and them as well vice versa and now and now you're in a relationship and it might last forever and it's like but you still have this wounding that's not dealt with and you know we can all see those issues and what they stem from and it's like is this healthy for anybody yeah it's super rough it's really (laughs) hard to watch (laughs) It's really hard to watch. Uh, I mean, yeah. Jody, anything you want to add to this from oh, your medical standpoint? Gabby no. <laughs> yeah, looks very healthy. <laughs> from, from, from your assessment. She looks great. <laughs> she looked very hydrated. In the words of one of the guys on the group date, she was banging. Yeah, the guy <laughs> that. Uh, your, th- your thoughts. No, but I was just thinking, like, as Gabby's on this date and she's pouring out all this stuff and you you can see all of like her issues coming out and then you it like pans over to Eric who was on the one one with her who just looks (laughs) a little deer in the headlights (laughs) as she just like slowly slides over into his lap and he's like (laughs) like mid-sentence like I think I was talking but I guess whatever (laughs) (laughs) like the whole scenario just came out really funny yeah. And that to me is like, that's a red flag. Cause if that was like Nate, 
it would have been such a different scenario, right? He would have been so comforting and empathetic and like, man, that must've been so hard. Tell me more about that. But like, Eric was just like, like not equipped, detached, detached not, yes. which I'm like, that's saying a lot about where he's at with all of that too, where it's mm-hmm. like, he, that is a, that's a red flag relationship. That's so scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you guys notice there was this moment um, where after Gabby had those two guys kind of, uh, you know, hurt her, I guess, for lack of a better word, you know, with saying they were here for Rachel. And then Gabby told Rachel that it seemed like Rachel, uh, even though she was like defending Gabby, it felt like there was a moment where she felt the power and felt like she in that, you know, the rivalry that exists where she, she was on top yeah. and she made the statement like, well, no one's ever said that about me, but I, I'm so upset for you. Or she's like, forget exactly how she phrased it, but it was like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. It hasn't happened to me, but it's happened to you. And now I'm mad for you. And I'm like, well, yeah. and then the shoe, the shoe went to the other foot by the end of that episode, you know, again, masterfully produced and cut by the producers um, to, to kind of reveal that. And then at the end of it, it was Rachel who was sobbing, right? And upset mm-hmm. and rejected yeah. and, and, you know, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's just the high level thoughts, you know, and uh, yeah. and the philo- at the, the philosophical level of the show um, before we look at some of the specifics. But anything else we want to tag tag on to that? No. Just, just the I dynamics, even... the relationships, the whole the whole thing yeah. is, is interesting and hard. No, it, it, it's it's re- this is kind of the first season in a while where I've felt almost like bad watching it because Cause usually it's like the drama is just what makes the show. Like you take this weird pleasure in seeing someone get their heart broken, you know, <laughs> but like, this just feels like really sad. Like yeah, so far. Rachel and Gabby are, and I think especially Gabby, this episode, like mm-hmm. we were saying, she's like so funny. I remember. Well, the, it's all like coping. And defense. Yeah. Well, I remember in um, Clayton season, the first time I was like, Oh man, she's awesome. Was when she, they were on their group date and they were like holding hands. And then she ran and saw the dog and was like laying on the ground with the dog. I was like, that's really funny. Like she just, (laughs) but so to see her like so quickly unravel, not just from like, I don't know. Like she just took it. I mean, everything we just said, like, Mm -hmm. I'm not worthy of love is like, that's some serious, she got some serious stuff going on. Yeah. I think like the bottom line from all of this is just like, it's very clear that none of this was thought through yeah. and like two, <laughs> like very vulnerable people are going to like mm. get the brunt of that. And like the, the decision they made now we're kind of working from the end of the episode, but it's fine. It's, you know, Drew, this is why this is the best podcast in America. Not even just yeah. the best bachelorette podcast. This is like <laughs> above podcast. Bill Stinton, yeah. above cereal, yeah. above Howard Stern or whatever. Uh, NPR. And yeah, the NPR podcast. Yeah. No, but like at the end, when they decided, okay, half the guy, like you, you have to choose who you're going to choose this day, whom you will serve, I guess is what they told the, the guys. But uh, like you have to choose right now who you're going to go for at the show. Why didn't they do that week one? It would save so much. Like, I mean, I guess it, it made for good television. Dramatic. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. Um, okay, but so let's start. Let's talk about the episode. 
What did you guys think about Rachel's one-on-one date with that dude in the um, the movie theater? Uh, my only note is just says Karamo question mark like the Karamo's the guy who ran this date and dude Karamo's date suck like that's like the worst date I've ever seen in my life where they just tried on clothes for like six hours and then just like walked into a a movie theater with some guy playing piano and then watched home movies (laughs) it was like what is this so we we had a different reaction when we watched it but we were kind of we had a long day yesterday. So watching the sh- or Monday. So watching the show is kind of the first time that we like got to catch. So we were talking a little bit, watching the show and they were trying on clothes. Like, okay, whatever. There's always a date, like, like the pretty woman date, you know, but um, so they went to the theater and we were kind of half watching. And then all of a sudden they were both like crying and sort of like, Oh my gosh, I can't, you, I can't believe it. We're like, what did we miss? We were like, yeah, what did we miss? We had to rewind it. And we rewound it was- twice. Yeah. They thought we kept missing it. <laughs> but he was literally like, my dad used to take me to the airport to watch planes. I'm like, well, so did my like so <laughs> it's not like an uncommon thing. Yeah. So it was it was a weird. I guess my question with that is like, do you think that their relationship is gonna go far? Cause it was so weird, but they both clearly connected through it. I mean, I th- I think they connected in the date, regardless of whether the date appeared odd to mm-hmm. yeah i think the date served its purpose for sure yeah and i think i don't feel like that date would have gone well if it was gabby but rachel's like so earnest and very like emotional and in the moment i think for her that was like best case scenario well, and you saw like that was like the, he was too yeah yeah he was all about it mm-hmm. Which is like, if you're a sentimental person to that level, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, then it it works. Yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. I d- I really didn't see the difference really between th- like as far as the vibe from that date and her previous one on one, where like halfway through she just sent the guy home, the race car driver guy. <laughs> it was like I agree. They were both just kind of vibing the same way, but on one of the dates she's like, yeah. Can I walk you out? And then on this date, she was like in tears, thinking like, oh, we're going to be married. And I was like, you know what? what though? Yeah. I respect it. It's like, if you, if you know you're not feeling it with someone, then just cut them loose, you know? No, I, I mean, I agree with that, but yeah. I, it I doesn't sound like you do. Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that. No, I agree with that. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think Rachel is that self-aware. I don't know. She just like, yeah, maybe like Josie made that point earlier about just being in the moment. I don't know. Just like whatever. I, I don't know. I'm not a Rachel fan, mm-hmm. so I, I won't, I won't beat that to, to death uh, anymore. But um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and then while it was happening, is that when Gabby went to the house and the guys just started throwing yes. people around? Yes, I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> talk about it. Well, this is like a that, new that was trend. the precursor to, yeah. like, her experience there was the precursor mm-hmm. then to her experience uh-huh. in the group date. Yeah, that started. Yeah. That was the first time we haven't seen Gabby be even keel and joking and mm-hmm. you know funny. That was the first time I was like, wow, she. I actually, I actually thought Gabby was sort of overreacting a little bit because i mean those guys i mean what are those guys supposed to do i mean they it's awkward for everybody no one really knows how to act even if you've watched the show it's like she just showed up they didn't expect her and they're like hey you know what's what's interesting though is like so 
The only thing different about that in a cocktail ceremony is it wasn't a cocktail ceremony in the sense of like when it's a cocktail ceremony or whatever hour cocktail hour yeah cocktail party yeah um whatever they like all the guys know that there's a formula it's like the girls are mingling and she's talking to one guy and then another guy will come hey I, can i steal you for a second and then they're talking so it's like it's the time to get one-on-one time but what this revealed again is like when there's because i don't think they knew she was coming over like they no. seem they seem genuinely did you guys think they knew no no i don't think so and so it's like when there's not a set structure in place they're just sort of like uh i don't know what to do we'll just keep like playing football or whatever and then literally it was like a guy was like showing her out like all right bye we'll see you later <laughs> the guys are still like playing in the background yeah well i think this is complicated by like this new trend in the show where the house actually has pretty much just as much power to eliminate someone as the lead does like if they all gang up on someone and want them gone that person will be gone and that's kind of new and i feel like no one wants to be put in a place where they could be perceived as like a villain and I think everyone's worried about stepping on everyone's toes. And like, if you take her away, everyone's going to be mad at you. And then they're going to start saying all this stuff about you. And then it's going to be over. So I feel like everyone's being, because we saw this with Michelle. We saw this with Katie. Like, it's very, it's like common now mm-hmm. well, for this to say, happen. Gabby's, Gabby's not the first one to have this experience of. Mm-mm a bachelorette going over and mingling with the guys and not feeling, I think it was it. Um, I believe it was Katie who also yeah. had a similar. I, I actually feel like it's happened almost every season since Katie, at least once. And Claire, Claire was yeah. the yeah. originator. Remember? I think that's like literally why Claire just left. She's like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that and she's straight crazy. <laughs> okay. Wait, I totally forgot when we were talking about Rachel's date, uh, Joe, I don't even know how you found this piece of information, but Josie has a really great piece of information that you should Wait, share what? about um, her her fashion choice for this season. <laughs> this is really good. Well, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this at all, but like, it feels like if we're looking at like fashion trends, like there's a very big difference between how Gabby and Rachel have been dressed and they don't dress themselves for the seasons. But um, the leads get to choose. They have some say in some like what their say, style is, but it's yeah. all supplied by it. So. Yeah. So what I guess what Rachel told their designer is that the vibe she's going for the entire season is mother of the bride. Oh. <laughs> I wish I could. I just don't. But don't understand. you see it now? Don't you see it now, though? You're like, oh, well, at some point. Me? Well, I don't know. It, Matronly, it was like, 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 what kind of style <laughs> are you? Looking? Well, because someone would say, like, like Gabby probably said, like Southern California in like the winter or something, or like, or like East Coast, like I don't know. But what? What? East Coast, what? East Coast, um, fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, Rachel, what do you want? Uh, mother of a bride. <laughs> That's like, okay. yeah. Anyways, huh. 
yeah, I'll keep an eye out. I'll keep an eye out for it. I, I have a keen eye for fashion. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, which well, all the fashion things in her date were way weird. Uh, I mean, have yeah, we gotten like eccentric pieces? Have we, are we yeah. talking about the, the group date where everyone had a costume to put on as well? I mean, that was, that was so a weird. very, wasn't that just a strange, like few yeah. minutes of television and even birthed meatball. Yeah. <laughs> I could have done with not yeah. seeing that. Yeah. yeah. And who was eating a bot? Like they're feeding someone a baby bottle. I think that was meatball. Meatball is dressed up oh, like a baby. Oh, with the baby. I, uh. I was, I was down with a guy in the full body cast just because he could literally barely move. And then like they're doing the scene where the whole group, the whole group runs from point A to point B. And then you could just see the guy in the body cast like trying his <laughs> Wait, best. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> just like waddling he must around have been behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty no, that, that was it's like that are so funny because it's like it's like 90% kind of goofing around, but then there's like four dudes who have tuxes and like they're like their shtick that they're doing is they're proposing to the girls yeah while the other guys are watching so it's like yeah okay like, cool I'm, yeah what do you i'm glad i'm wearing this banana leaf while you get the tuxedo <laughs> <laughs> like yeah so <laughs> i'm curious what you guys all think about the proposal situation because it was clearly the forefront runners who got the proposal like without a doubt um but what do you guys what did you guys think of that? How they did it? I didn't actually think too much of it per, for me, just because I feel like we've seen variations of this the last couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't, I didn't register. I didn't actually even think about it in terms of the front runners, but I, it's probably correct well, at who this was point. Gabby's second guy. I know Nate was one of Gabby's and who was Gabby's other guy? He's just, was he the dude that said he was all in on Rachel later? In I the, think so. Was it? I think, it was. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it was. And you could tell like with Tyler. his proposal that he was not feeling it or like not in no. Like it wasn't from the heart. No. But then like, okay, here's my question. So I heard this on a podcast earlier this week and it kind of made me think like, do you, are you guys concerned at all about how all in Nate is already on Gabby? Yeah. Does it feel oh, like I'm concerned for his daughter. <laughs> I'm concerned for his daughter because didn't Gabby already say, yeah, maybe I could be a yeah. mom, but probably we not. We talked about and this last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, isn't that a, isn't that a, Nate, like, I mean, if Nate's telling you the most important thing in his world is his daughter slash being on The Bachelorette because he just left your daughter to do that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> like, but if that's what he's telling you and you're like, yeah, I didn't really have a great mom figure and I'm not really wanting to be a mom, but I don't know. Who knows what could happen? I'm like, that's a huge thing to say. Like, yes, you should, that, you should say that. That is like as clear as can be. Yeah. It's just, Drew, you shared this last week. And I think this is something that like, until you have a kid, you don't really think about it. But it's like, there's just no situation in which you would like leave, like willingly leave your child to go do something like that. For know? months on end. Yeah. Potentially. yeah. I, I just, like the only person that everyone was okay with was Michael on Katie season. And uh, Emily Maynard. Yeah, Emily too, I guess. But but Michael was like and Yosef. And Yosef. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I forgot uh, he has a kid. <laughs> well, he he left early, so he was only gone for a couple of days. But but Michael 
Michael was like in anguish the whole time. And then he left early because he missed his kids. So it's like, but I just, if you, you can't like go on a show like that and be like, my daughter is my whole world. My daughter is my everything. It's like, it's like clearly she's not. (laughs) Is she really? Cause you can't even use your cell phone here. Like you can't. I just turned on. Yes, but I also feel like life is different when you're already sharing custody and you're not the 100% full time provider uh, of care. I, so I wonder if that's so if you're already situation. Splitting, splitting a week and have weeks <laughs> off or one week off at a time. Like it's just, a, it might be a different. I did not consider that. It's not like you're a widow. So the other thing about Nate that I think is interesting, do you know the crew that he rolls with that I'm guessing is how he got connected with the show? No idea. So he is like really, really tight with Pilot Pete, which changed things for me. And Grocery Store Joe, which also changed things for me. And Dustin from uh, Hannah Brown's season. Do you remember him? Dustin, Dustin, Dustin. I don't remember Dustin. He kind of flew under the radar. He's actually pretty cool, I think. But I don't love Joe and I hate Pilot Pete. So (laughs) it kind of changed things for me. He, I like grocery store. I used to like him. He's like one of those people, like all of his tweets are about like how stupid the bachelor is. I'm like, you're nobody without the bachelor. <laughs> like don't Dude, play that stupid you're, game. You're slinging lettuce in the grocery store without the bachelor. I mean. that, no, literally. I'm like, you cannot yeah. like you owe your entire freaking life to this show. Like you can't peace out now and still expect to be relevant. Anyways. Um, um real quick side yeah. note, I heard somebody refer to uh Hayden as dollar store Joe. Because <laughs> I thought you, was pretty you, funny. You vaguely resemble grocery store <laughs> Joe. <Yeah>. Poor <laughs> man's grocery store he Joe. Does it like grocery yeah. store Joe. Yeah. Uh, grocery uh, store Joe. He's just looking store. like he's looking a little old now. He is old. He is old. And Serena is like 19 years old. Like yeah. the whole thing just feels like not. I just hate it. Uh, to, to your point, Josie, about Nate, if he is the front runner for Gabby, which he seems to be like, that's, yeah. like, a ma- that's like a massive, uh, I don't know if hurdles the right word. That's like a massive thing. They have to really come to terms on, like if they're going to be quote unquote engaged at yeah. the end of this, it's like, oh, by the way. I have a daughter and you'll be her mom, her stepmom. Well, yeah, it's like, okay, Gabby, are you ready in three weeks to confront your greatest fear and commit yeah. to it for a lifetime? It's like, no, yeah. you're not. And like overcome, because clearly her mom is like a huge part of why she is the way that she is, you know, because she shared like, my mom and I don't have a good relationship. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, are either of these girls leaving this show engaged? I could see Rachel. I think Rachel will. Gabby will not. Gabby, no. Rachel will. Maybe. Yeah. I, I weirdly know. think that because Rachel now has a smaller crew of dudes, like she will have longer to connect with guys because she's got Tino, right? I feel like she leaves with Tino. Yeah. Hands down. Tino is Tino the best guy so far this season. That we know of. I like Probably. Tino. Do you guys like Tino? I like Tino. Drew has no clue who he is. I, I, I'm, not good, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not good with names. <laughs> so, well, 
Should yeah, I first say? impression rose. I remember that forklift guy. I remember he's that. forklift guy. Okay. Hopefully, hopefully certified, or else bachelor will get sued. But you should look into it. I I should should. Vacation. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> so, statistically, have you guys seen the Bachelor Data Instagram? No, it's really you guys should follow. Educate, educate us. So this is basically just a. Um, By the way, sometimes I'll fall asleep and wake up like an hour and a half later, and Josie's just on Bachelor Data on <laughs> Instagram. So <laughs> she tracks all of the data from oh, Bachelor Nation. Um, and Drew, if this is a bad time for you, we can. <laughs> no, I was trying to look it up on Instagram, and my volume was on. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> so she basically tracks like everything, but one of the things that she tracks is the probability of winning based off of getting the first impression rose and for yeah. bachelorette in bachelor it's different but for bachelorette it's very high the majority of the time the person that receives the first impression rose ends up winning wow. i believe it that doesn't bode well for gabby because mario no. is like non-existent right now he's gone oh, yeah yeah he's just yeah. gone i forgot she gave it to mario yeah i was thinking that mm. i was mm-hmm. totally thinking that yeah so well, yeah i don't i actually don't think either of them we talk about this every week and i've changed my answer every week i don't see either of them being engaged at the end of this i think what, I mean, Rachel, when she started to unravel this week, she fully unraveled by the end of that. It was like a complete free fall. I mean, we spent a lot yeah. of time discussing Gabby's um, unraveling, but Rachel also, I mean, when, mm-hmm. yeah, when, when the last straw broke, it, it, it broke pretty hard, I think. So, you know, mm-hmm. going on, going off on my parents asked if I was you know, emotionally strong enough to do this. And I said I was, but now I'm wondering if I am. It's like, you know, you're clearly not. <laughs> like, this is this is yeah it was it was bad but uh, i don't know she may have just wanted to work so bad she makes it work i mean who who yeah. knows um couple couple yeah. um couple points of uh order to that i thought were interesting is you know it seems like uh i don't know if we talked about this dan or if i saw this on twitter maybe but it seems like there's no rules right um you know, Jesse Palmer's like, yeah, I don't know. There's no rules. We can just make it up as we go along. But then like when guys reject Rachel, someone comes up and is like, nope, <laughs> you know, I must take your rose. It's like, wait, yeah. there are, all of a sudden we have rules. Like, and then you're enforcing them. <laughs> and that was my favorite part of the show was when a guy would reject Rachel and then there'd be like the pause. And then the Jesse Palmer like has to do the full walk, like the dramatic walk up to take the rose every time. It's like, you're it was like, just- un- yeah, unhinged. It was, it was just so funny. I know. Well, do you guys think that Gabby and Rachel knew that that was a stipulation or do you think everyone was just finding out at the same time? I, I bet that Gabby and Rachel, cause they went to go talk to the producers off screen, you know, I bet that they, I, it really just seems like they did everything by the seat of their pants. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden these rules were enforced. And I really, you know, those guys made a gamble thinking like, oh, I'm going to really sh- prove to Gabby that I'm here for Gabby by saying no to Rachel. But I think in that moment, Gabby felt loyalty to Rachel. And mm-hmm. instead of going for the guys that were like trying to prove to her that they were all in on her, she was like, no, I'm loyal to Rachel and you hurt Rachel. So you don't get my mm. rose. And those guys are like, well, glad, glad this I played this gamble, I guess. Now I'm off the show. 
Then Meatball tried to come back. (laughs) No, I think he does come back. I think he makes it back. I think it evens out the numbers. No. He does not come back. I think Meatball makes it back. And because there was a moment, remember how we didn't know about that till the very last closing scene? There was a Mm -hmm. moment in the previews where some like sweaty long haired guy was like from, there's like a shot from like the back of his head saying something. I'm like, wait, that's Meatball. And Jody was like, no, Meatball got sent home. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess there's another sweaty long haired guy out there. And then then it cut to Meatball trying to come back on. I think the dude makes it back with his Mm. van full of meats. I think he makes it back on the show. I don't know. That's what it seems like. But. I know there's only your point about to your point about um, if people knew how things were going to go down. I think there were layers of like people who knew all of the things, the girls who knew X amount and the guys who knew even less. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. So so and that's rough. Gabby, mm-hmm. Gabby didn't bail out any of the guys who rejected Rachel to prove to mm-hmm. Gabby they were there for her. And then, and the, and Gabby did that out of loyalty, I'm guessing in the moment. Um, and then in the end, Rachel took the one guy who hurt Gabby the most, Joel Osteen, and was like, yeah. right? With her last row, she was so terrified of getting rejected a fourth time. She <laughs> called on the one guy who the night before, I think she would have sent that guy home. If, like, I think she yeah. would have sent that guy home with no problem if Gabby yeah. had been down with it. Well, I think the plan yeah. was to send that guy home. Yeah, and then with her last rose, she was like, But uh, after she got rejected, yeah, she I'll, had to I'll make a that guy game who, time decision. Yeah, she picked the guy who was a total jerk to, to Gabby. After yeah. Gabby. After Gabby let all those guys hang out to dry. I, I, that was interesting. Yeah. Interesting uh, rose selections going on there, I thought. Yeah, I think it communicates a lot about, like, I think Gabby truly is not totally there to find a husband, but I think she's really committed to Rachel. Like, I think that's where she's like her loyalty lies, but I think Rachel's loyalty lies to herself and she feels like she has something to prove. And Gabby's like a direct threat to that. You know what I was thinking about this episode? Also, we got about two minutes left, but I was like, how soon after Clayton's season ended do you think they were asked to be the Bachelorette? And I don't know. I'm just asking. It sounds like it was only a matter of like a month or two. Because mm-hmm. I think it, there was not that much time in between the seasons for recording. No. Because I, I was just thinking like they're so – this is episode three, and they're both like completely unraveled. Like both yeah. of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And – when you go through something, it doesn't even have to be like a breakup. It could be just some traumatic event. And when you're offered something just like to occupy, occupy your mind and your time, you'll like take it, you know? So I feel like if you're Gabby and Rachel and you're, you had your heart's broken in front of millions of people on live television and they ask you to be the bachelorette, you're not really thinking like, maybe I'm not in the best spot to do this. You're just like, yeah, I sure. And so now it's just like, I don't know. It's just tough. Yeah. Well, but. thanks so much, you guys. I know we're almost out of time. Um, we have loved having the wives join us. Uh, this has been mm-hmm. the smartest episode we've done yet. The best episode we've done yet. Last week, Dan and I spoke about the black box for about 20 minutes and um, <laughs> <laughs> whether or not Dan would need one. Yep. Um, so uh, covers so my whole body, that. but yeah. 
some people suggested no. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate yeah. you guys listening to the thousands of fans, subscribers around the world, Philadelphia Phillies bullpen, slash NBA fans. We love you all. Peace. And I stay here just to say I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah.